This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsors, Deborah J. Koopman and Associates and Ray Design Company. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. That's me and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is all about different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. I believe that we must support each other in living life to the fullest. You get by with a little help from your friends. Today we're talking about showing up. What does that mean? In today's fast-paced and tech-savvy society, I believe that we don't show up for each other enough like we used to. With the conveniences of texting and email, we may have compromised some of our human connections. And in times of need, a text message just doesn't cut it. Growing up, I watched family and friends physically show up when the going got tough, and I am passionate about bringing that back. I distinctly remember those people who showed up for me when I had my kids, when my father passed, when I worked for a difficult boss, divorced, and when I had surgery. My friends joining me today have their own stories of showing up and what it has meant to them. I'm here with my great friends, Deborah, Tiffany, and Alexis. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey, How are you doing? Great. Awesome. So we're talking about showing up, and you guys know me well. What does showing up mean to you? What it means to me is that somebody cares. Somebody has listened. Somebody knows what's going on, and that they care enough to reach out to me and just check in and see what's going on in my world. Yeah. I think it means being there, and that looks different for every friend. I mean, for some friends, it means just being a sounding board. For others, it means delivering food to your house or coming over and watching your kids while you take a shower or take a nap. And so I think it just means understanding what you need or even anticipating, in some cases, what they think you might need and just doing it, not necessarily asking you, what do you need from me? Because that can be a little bit stressful in itself. So, But it just means being there. Sometimes it means emotionally being there. Sometimes it means physically being there, but it, it just means being there, and it means being, you know, really present when, when your friend really needs you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a crucial moment in your life when you needed people to show up for you, something important that happened um, and, and how people showed up, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Well, my story is still kind of going on. So um, it's been two and a half years since my husband got diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, so it's been a whirlwind. So there's so many times in my life that it's like, this is another show up moment. So I feel like my friends have kind of run the showing up marathon. People are constantly showing up. And I think that that's what's important because showing up oftentimes is not just an event, Mm -hmm. but it's a constant showing up. And friendship is about showing up constantly. Mm -hmm. Alexis, you showed up for me Mm -hmm. when I was going through my divorce. Mm -hmm. You showed up with your minivan. You said, hey, it's time to move people. Mm -hmm. We're moving. We're going. We're out of here. And I will never forget that. That's something that truly resonated with me. Tell us more about about your husband and his diagnosis. Well, um, so he was diagnosed two two and a half years ago. I actually said, you're 40 years old. I think you need to get this heart scan. I'm a physician. I said, just get this CT heart scan. I got to make sure you don't die on me. Mm -hmm. I literally said those words to him. He was 40. He's 40 years old. So he got the CT heart scan, there's a lung mass. And so from then on, I had to start leaning on, I leaned on my friend that was a pulmonary doctor, 
a lung doctor, and so she ordered further, further testing. I leaned on another friend who, um, whose husband is a surgical oncologist at Northwestern, and they biopsied it and eventually diagnosed him, and he has stage four angiosarcoma. So initially, I needed a lot of help just you know, getting him to chemotherapy and helping drive my kids everywhere. And uh, one of my friends actually last year said, we want to do something more. What, what can we do? Um, and so we decided to start fundraising for his cancer. is very rare. It's called angiosarcoma. Like 2,000 people a year get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we raised $100,000 through a run for angiosarcoma research specifically. Say, say that again, $100,000 yes. for angiosarcoma, mm-hmm. which is a very rare cancer. Yes. But it was your village, mm-hmm. your people, mm-hmm. your tribe mm-hmm. that were able to raise $100,000 in support of you and your husband? Yes, yes. And his diagnosis? Yes. That's phenomenal. It was great. It That's was great. showing up. Yep. Showing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people need that. Like when someone's mm-hmm. going through something awful, people want to help you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like before this happened to my husband, I wouldn't know what to do when somebody was going through something awful. Mm-hmm. Like you want to help in some way, but you mm-hmm. don't know how to do it in yeah. necessarily. So mm-hmm. I felt last year doing that fundraiser, it was like, okay, everybody's asking, how can I help? This is how you can help. Mm-hmm. So it was almost providing those people an outlet to help me. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. For everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Tiffany? Yeah, so I, you know, my uh, back in 2008, which was a little over 10 years ago now, my father passed away in October, and from my vantage point, it was unexpected and then a month later my mother passed away um, both of those deaths were devastating for me neither of them had life insurance and so I was really devastated by the entire experience and there were so many instances of friends showing up you know my father passed away I had a it was during homecoming weekend as you know and homecoming's a big deal it was my 10-year anniversary and my friends left the homecoming event and came over and took my dad and or took my dad's clothes to the dry cleaners and took all their clothes to the dry cleaners and helped us you know just get the house in order um, some of my friends took my mom to the airport because I had to fly to get back in town to meet my father's body unfortunately you know there was a whole fundraising campaign around helping to you know cover the cost of the funeral associated with both deaths and at my mom's funeral I just remember a time where one of my friends got there early, passed out all the obituaries. So, you know, there are so many examples of it, sending food, sending gift cards, sending flowers. But really, I just needed people to be there to, you know, buy books for me about orphans, because that's what I had become very unexpectedly, very Very quickly, quickly. very, at a very young age, much younger than I would have thought that I would have lost both of my parents. And my brother had one sibling, and he wasn't really around to be supportive. So it wasn't about the money that people raised, but it was really about the thought that they put in to help and to, you know, to make this situation, which was completely overwhelming, less overwhelming for me. So there were just a lot of examples of friends and family members and people that I didn't even know. And even just a text message, you, you mentioned that earlier, but it, that sometimes meant something to me, you right. know, a Facebook message, a text message, yeah. a call, a voicemail, but just just show up, show, just up. show mm-hmm. some example of, I hear you, I know that you're dealing with this. I want to let you know that I care and that I'm sympathizing and empathizing in some cases with you. And the last thing I'll mention is that something as simple as I was at a party 
I just started crying and there was a girl there who had also lost her mother recently and she just took me in the bathroom and she just held me we cried together and that was so comforting to me because there's a little bit of an unfortunate sorority that you become a part of when you're a motherless daughter and Absolutely. so sometimes I just really I really um, connected with other people, women and men, who, you know, who lost their parents, but specifically their mothers. That was probably one of the most, you know, cons you know, challenging for me. I think it's a unique, special, unfortunate bond of people who've lost parents before, mm -hmm. um, because you don't realize what that impact is. You don't realize what it's like to lose a parent until you lose one. Absolutely. And then when you lose one, you become laser focused on the other. Uh, which is my experience having lost my father so mm -hmm. i i understand that and i think it's interesting in with respect to your story because you've lost one parent and you have this you have people who show up and then you have a loss weeks later of another parent yeah and so it's the same people who are showing up for you absolutely um, in so many different meaningful and tangible ways right so i'm so happy that you had people with you Absolutely. There for you, loving on you, and supporting you. Because that's what we need more of. I couldn't have made it without it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deborah. Yeah. Well, mine happened a long time ago, 18 years ago. So it was back in 2001. I was pregnant with my second child. I was five months pregnant. And somehow, don't know to this day, I somehow contracted E. coli. Wow. And I became septic. And um, I had to deliver him stillborn. And then I went into organ failure myself and I almost died. So after losing him, I got rushed up to the ICU, had to be in the hospital for two weeks with kidney failure. Did you know you had lost your son no. at that point? No. Because so, you were already fighting for your own life. Correct. Okay. So when they discovered a heartbeat that was 140, they thought it was his, but it was actually mine because mm. I was so sick. Wow. So after losing him and then me being in the hospital, it all happened so fast. So we had, um, I had to get rushed to the hospital. My, I, have a two, I had a two-year-old daughter at the time, so my parents had to come get her. My husband rushed me to the hospital and then delivered my son, and then the hospital didn't even know what was going on with me. So it was a really traumatic for my husband, for me. At the time, I didn't even, I couldn't even feel the emotions of having lost my son because I was so sick. So it was a, a really difficult time between me being sick, nobody knowing what was going on with me, losing the baby, and then my husband just kind of in shell shock, and then my two-year-old daughter who I just disappeared for two weeks. Yeah. Mm. So. And let's talk a little bit about that because I think when it comes to showing up and what people are going through, I think the person who's closest to you during that time, right? Mm -hmm is somebody who's going through a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Arguably their world has been rocked or shattered, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times the focus is on the patient mm -hmm. or the victim. Mm -hmm. Alexis, your husband is the one who was diagnosed with cancer, mm -hmm. but, but you're, you're his wife. Mm -hmm. And so not only are you, and you're a doctor, and mm -hmm. you're one of the best doctors I know, so you throw yourself into his diagnosis, mm -hmm. but this is also your husband, you are also a mother, mm -hmm. and you're trying to keep a sense of normalcy mm -hmm. for your children mm -hmm. and others around you. Mm -hmm. So can we talk a little bit about what, what showing up means for, for the person who um, is next to the person who's going through what's happening? Mm -hmm. I think for my husband, he, you know, he was trying to be so strong. He was trying to parent our daughter, but yet wouldn't leave me. 
And so he's worried about me, he's worried about her, um, and he was trying to make decisions for me that you know, he had to make with, you know, and thinking through what, because they weren't sure if I was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. So he had to sign some papers and do a bunch of things to make some decisions. And I think there was one story of my neighbor who came over. I didn't know this until after, and it was several days after. He finally had come home. I think it was four days after we had gotten to the hospital, he came home, and my, my neighbor met him in the garage and, um, you know, just checked on him. And I know that that meant a lot to him. Like, he got very, mm -hmm. I think he finally broke down mm -hmm. and was able to get some emotion mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. um, because I think he felt like he had to be strong. But, yeah, mm -hmm. he was going through so much watching That's right. me be sick, yeah. you know, losing his son, and then my poor daughter who didn't know what was going on. She so, just knew the mom was gone. Yeah. The mom was right, gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it meant a lot to, mm -hmm. to him. To have someone check. Check on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's very important yeah. when, when, it, when it comes to showing up, not just showing up for the person who's actually going through it, but for the people who are closest to them. That's a good mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about your village, Alexis, mm -hmm. and I'm part of that village, right. is that there's so many people who are covering you right. in what you're going through. Right. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that's like? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to be ready for it, and you have to let people know what's going on in your life in order to get people involved. So mm -hmm. like recently, my husband was just in the hospital. He was coughing up blood. He was anemic. We found out that his tumors like had spread and it was just, it was just horrible. Mm -hmm. And so I had, you know, I didn't let everybody know it, but I had texted a few people and I said, okay, he's spending the night in the hospital. I'm just coming home. I'm exhausted. Um, I had my kids in the hospital too. We were in the intensive care unit. And a couple of my friends said, we're meeting you at your house. They brought sushi, they brought wine, they helped me get the kids to bed, and we just sat around and talked. Yeah. And it just seemed like a normal night, almost, like, because they just let me talk about it and just be me. And if I want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. But sometimes I don't want to talk about it, and I just want to mm -hmm. pretend like my life's normal. So yeah. Yeah. I did that that night. So. And that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. important just to be there mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. to show up. Mm -hmm. I thank you all for showing up. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by presenting sponsors, Deborah J. Koopman & Associates and Ray Design Company. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, and we're talking about showing up. I'm here with my friends Alexis, Tiffany, and Deborah. So let's talk about, can showing up ever go wrong? I think you can. I mean, there are two, there are two times when I've experienced showing up going wrong. One is when you say you're going to show up and you don't. Mm -hmm. I, sir, I had someone, I, like I told you, my dad died. I was trying to get his body shipped to Atlanta, trying to get my mother flown, or to Indianapolis, trying to get my mother flown there. And I had a friend that said she was going to pick my mother up, take her to the airport, and texted me, like, at midnight saying that her check engine light was on and that she could no longer, my mom's flight was early in the morning and so I had to scramble to find someone to take my mother to the airport. So I didn't need that stress at that point in time. Mm -hmm. I needed to just be focused on what I was focused on which was more than enough. So I think people try to, you know, they really want to show up and I think mm -hmm. they mean well mm -hmm. but sometimes they, I think they're overly ambitious in terms of how they can show up. So that's one. The second quickly is just really around when people don't read cues. I mean. I 
I think when you are at home and you really just need some time alone and people show up and you just don't mm -hmm. want company. Yep. And I just don't think some people just, I don't know if it's an emotional intelligence or they're just not reading the energy mm -hmm. around you. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily want to say, I really just don't feel like company right now. So I think mm -hmm. sometimes when they mean well, again, but they just don't know that you just want some quiet time or that you just want them to take your kids and go right. somewhere and not necessarily be around you. And mm -hmm. so I think, again, their heart is in the right place, but they need to ask you what you need from them. So mm -hmm. asking is important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What are other instances of when showing up goes wrong? The one thing that I, I know to be true is that when you are showing up for someone, don't make it about you. Don't take it personally if they're not responding to you mm -hmm. the way that you're expecting them to respond. They're the grieving ones. Your help is for them not to make you feel better about yourself or um, to, to, to say that you're helping. It's about them, not Cause, you. Because it's not personal, right? right. It's not about you it's about mm -hmm. giving to somebody else mm -hmm. so whatever it is that they need in whatever way they need you to show up mm -hmm. and to be there for them mm -hmm. that's what it's all about mm -hmm. you know and a lot of times have you experienced in your in your loss or your time of need mm -hmm. people being distant or not responding at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes uh, because they either don't know what to say they don't yeah. know what to do they don't know how to respond mm -hmm. they are afraid to make you feel upset they don't want to make mm -hmm. you sad. Sometimes, You're already sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a fear of offending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my advice is just show up anyway. Yeah. Right? In other words, don't let fear hold you back from being present, mm -hmm. from being available. And people, and I also encourage people who are going through things to say, to speak up. You know, mm -hmm. say what you need, even if you yes. may not be able to say something. Mm -hmm. But if a lot of times we are concerned about offending other people. Mm -hmm. And particularly when we're unselfish people, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm -hmm. If you don't want somebody to be around and you're in your moment, say, you know what, this is just not a good time. Mm -hmm. It's just not a good time for me, or this is what I need specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you run out and go get some toilet paper? You know, mm -hmm. because right. that may Washington be what I need right. at yeah. the moment. <laughs> and, I, and another thing is when you have someone that you want to show up for, the best thing to do is just say, hey, I'm at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I'm picking up a bottle of wine for you. What else can I get? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, I need some milk. I need, and that's mm -hmm. the best way. It's like, what are you good at? Don't say, how can I help? Because that gives that person more things to do. That gives mm -hmm. me a task, and I already have so much crap mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So don't give me something to do. Just be like, hey, I'm really good at this. Can I do this for you? Mm -hmm. Or I make a killer you know, vanilla bean cake. I'm yeah. bringing it over on Friday. Mm -hmm. And so we'll plan mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, don't give me a task. How can I help? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it, but that just makes me feel more anxious about giving you a task mm -hmm. to help me. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what it is that you want. Yeah, right. I mean, that's probably right. the thing that, I mean, I, I encourage people to always show up in whatever way, but that's right. probably the thing that is the most unhelpful is when mm -hmm. people say, just let me know what you need. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know what I need. I don't right. know how to divvy up the different responsibilities mm -hmm. that I have. So I really agree with that. And it could look so many different ways. I have a friend, a god brother who is a doctor. And so the way he showed up for me was every time he really, you know, I sent him all the numbers and all the mm -hmm. stats and he was able to give me feedback. And so mm -hmm. every time the doctor came in, I was ready with questions. And that mm -hmm. was how he showed up. He was all the way in California, but that's how he showed he up prepared for me. You. He 
prepared me to really engage with the doctor for those five minutes I had. I wanted to make the most of those. And that was really meaningful and helpful. So I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. And I will say, I haven't been the best at showing up for people. And I think I became better when mm -hmm. I experienced yep. mm -hmm. the kind of loss and grief and, mm -hmm. and um, the need for people to show up for me. So I understood better what it meant to show up. So I'm not judgmental about right. people that don't know how to show up. Because it's not, I don't think it's very organic for some people, particularly mm -hmm. people that aren't selfless. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to almost learn how to show up for people. Well, and grief is so personal. Yeah. And there's no right or right. wrong way to grieve per se. Yeah. And you're not going to grieve the same. So mm -hmm. it's a very hard concept to have. You can have some empathy, but it's very unique and personal. Mm -hmm. So it, it, you just got to have the best intentions and compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's so come true. from your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't go wrong if it comes from that. That's right. true. That's, that's true. true. And do something. You know, right. I just think mm -hmm. doing something is right. Even better if it's a total nothing. awkward thing, like yeah. you come up to me and you don't know what to say. That's fine. Yeah, At yeah. least you're showing me. Yeah. I mean, I'm super awkward too, so I get it. Like, yeah. you know, you don't know what to say, so just give me a hug and let's move on. Right. You know, but yeah. just do something. And you it's, can tell that people notice it because a friend of mine lost his wife, and I was like, what happened? I mean, she was young and seemed healthy. They just had a new baby, and and so I just responded to the Facebook post, and and he and he said thank you, and there were like mm -hmm. 800 comments, mm -hmm. and so the fact that he noted, you know, I don't know if he went through you. and responded to everyone's, but it mattered to me. That it, I mean, he didn't have to respond to me, but I just know that he saw that I responded, mm -hmm. and it wasn't about me, but I, I really, truly, genuinely was just sorry and wanted to pray for mm -hmm. him, but I think that you just notice the people that show up. There's yes, so many different ways, and yeah. I, have a, I had a new friend at the time when I had surgery, my friend Jill, who's my stylist, mm -hmm. and she uh, asked me what she could do when I had surgery, and I said, oh, well, you know, I'm okay, I'm fine. I had people who took my kids. Mm -hmm. Alexis and Tiffany took my babies for me mm -hmm. so that I could spend time recovering. And she, I, I turned down Jill because she was new. I didn't know her very well. Mm -hmm. And she came back and she said, so I made this huge pan of lasagna and I had extra. And I knew that she, she, she wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's when you just receive what mm -hmm. people give to you. Mm -hmm. The lasagna was the bomb. The bomb, yeah. <laughs> she was fantastic. Yeah, and she's like, I've got matters. this extra pan. What should I do with it? Yeah. And she showed up for me. Mm -hmm. And what I love about showing up is that you really get a chance to see who your friends are. Mm -hmm. yes. I was so grateful that you guys showed up for me and mm -hmm. my kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My kids were worried about me. They were concerned about me in ways that I didn't expect or anticipate. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, they'll be fine. As long as they're playing with your kids, they're gonna be great. Yeah. But they were worried. Mm -hmm. And you guys kept them busy, you kept them occupied, you kept them happy. Mm -hmm. That's what showing up is all about. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always necessarily have to be negative. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. showing up for the good moments. You yeah. guys showed up for me today mm -hmm. in your beauty, and mm -hmm. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> um, how is showing up beneficial to people? Not just the people who are going through something, but for the people who are, who are giving and who are showing up. For me, I would say, um, I learn about what my, my place in the world is. Sometimes you can be self-centered, like it's all about me mm -hmm. and what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And showing up for other people creates a selflessness Absolutely. about you mm -hmm. and what you're going through. Yeah. You get out of your own head yeah. and you get into your heart mm -hmm. and you just, you're there for other people and your worries don't, they don't matter at that moment. Yeah. And that's good. Mm -hmm. You learn that this world is just not about you. Yes. Right. It's not just mm -hmm. about you. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about certain different aspects of grief because Deborah, you're a social worker mm -hmm. and you've got 
deep experience in this in this area. Can you talk about what complicated grief is? Sure. Complicated yeah. loss. So complicated grief is one that normal grieving process starts to become too difficult for the person and they're not going through that transition kind of in the the typical way that you would go. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they start to, maybe they already have some anxiety and depression to begin with, but then that gets exacerbated. Or they're not finding the right coping skills, and then they start to drink a little bit more, or they're, they're making some choices that they weren't choosing to do before. And so then they begin to experience m more difficulties because they're not handling their grief mm -hmm. well at all. Mm -hmm. And so showing up for that is kind of recognizing, okay, my friend is they're not showering they're they're not talking the same way that mm. they used to they're drinking more, they're drinking more. Uh, they're they drinking may be more. doing, sleeping doing less. drugs more yeah. they're mm -hmm. sleeping more sleeping less mm -hmm. anxiety a lot of anxiety yes. they're not mm -hmm. working they're not yes. focused yes mm -hmm. um, they're isolated. They, isolating mm -hmm. there's so many different symptoms Absolutely. that come up with some of this complicated grief mm -hmm. and what can people do to show up for people in those moments that's a hard one because a lot of times when people are in that moment of grief, they don't always want the help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to show up, you may have to be very kind and very loving yeah. and just let them know, hey, I'm really worried about you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and maybe say, you know, I, I, I don't know how, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. But I'm really worried because of whatever you're seeing. Why do people not show up? There's certain instances where people don't show up and there's so many reasons why I think people don't show up. Why do you think that is? Makes them so uncomfortable, and nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. People can't sit with being uncomfortable, and grief is one of those things that make people very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to handle being uncomfortable or seeing you be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So you're uncomfortable. That makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't want you to cry, so I'm not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. I was going to say, I think and people that are a less emotionally secure have I think a more difficult time showing up so the discomfort with mm -hmm. crying the discomfort with discomfort mm -hmm. makes it even more uncomfortable for mm -hmm. people and I think people just don't know what to do they don't know what to say sometimes in their mind it's easier to do nothing at all and they think you have a lot of other people already doing yes. it mm -hmm. and showing up for you and mm -hmm. for me it was really important like a month and two after the deaths of my parents that I needed people to show up because they're like, oh, you're good now, you know, right. the, the dust is settled. And so I think people don't show up in the beginning and they really don't show up after mm -mm. they think the dust has settled. And so I think that's when it's really important to, to show up for people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because in the moments of grief, I think there's a lot of numbness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of initial reaction. Mm -hmm. But I think, particularly when it's a marathon mm -hmm. and you're showing up for people, it's what happened over time. Yeah. And it's when the dust is settled, mm -hmm. when the casseroles have been eaten, mm -hmm. when the flowers, the flowers have, have wilted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, that's when I think the rubber meets the road and when showing up is so important mm -hmm. because people are dealing with what their new normal is. Exactly. And that's what's so important about, about being there. Yeah. I think people are afraid that others are going to forget. 
Yeah. I hear that a lot. They're going to mm -hmm. either forget that loved one, they're just going right. to forget. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a lonely feeling to feel yeah. that mm -hmm. people have forgotten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to continue to reach out. Anniversaries, any holidays. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. Times. Mother's Day, Father. Yes. Absolutely. Anniversaries, yes. holidays, yes. birthdays, mm -hmm. Mother's Day, mm -hmm. Father's Day, yeah. right. all of those memories. It's just important to be there. Mm -hmm. And just yeah. let people know that I love you, mm -hmm. I'm here. Right. I'm with you mm -hmm. for whatever you need. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to help when people help plug you into another support system. So yes. I'm a part of like this motherless daughters mm -hmm. Facebook group that a friend of mine sent to me. And so for the, my very first Mother's Day, we had brunch together with all these oh, sweet. women who yeah. were also motherless daughters. And mm -hmm. and it was um, it was the toughest day, one of the toughest mm -hmm. days of my life. But I was amongst other women mm -hmm. who I'm sure also ex were experiencing mm -hmm. that yeah. same deep level of grief mm -hmm. and so I appreciate it just you know my friends showing up for me plugging me into that mm -hmm. particular um, support system mm -hmm. so that was helpful. I'm in this physician moms well it's called FC so F cancer mm -hmm. um, and we're just I mean it's all women that are doctors that don't have cancer but their loved one does mm -hmm. so you can say whatever you want and people just say whatever they want mm -hmm. and it's just a safe space and it's so nice because I can't I mean, I'm sure I could tell Dana everything, but like, you know, some things are just like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to say it in front of Dana mm -hmm. and I can't say it to my husband and I can't say yeah. it to my mom. And you just can say it to someone mm -hmm. who's experiencing the mm -hmm. same thing oh that you're God. going through. It's so important. So it's so great. important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, my beautiful friends for joining me. I really appreciate you all being here. I appreciate each of you for sharing your truth and wisdom from your own experiences. When I moved to Naperville, I literally knew no one which is why I always say, if you don't have it organically, build it strategically. Mm -hmm. I believe that suffering is staggered. In other words, there's a reason why you are up when others are down, so that we can help each other in times of need. I don't mean the let me know how I can help you mm -hmm. kind of showing up. I mean that I'm here, what do you need? This is how I can help you kind. Mm. Showing up is so important. And I encourage you to show up for others in your village because that's what we need more of these days. Hopefully you've been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to have all the answers, nor am I an expert. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time.